Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. All right, welcome to another educational, fun filled. Dare I say, controversial episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amin Hassan. I'm joined, as always, by Black Trey and Big Durr. No B today, no Waz. We're produced by Rob Lopez. You can find us on the Count the Things Network. Just search B-O-M-M, of course. I don't have to tell you how to find it. You already found it. You listen to us right now. Guys, we, we, got, uh, we got ourselves a little bit of a week here. It's Now, the content is admittedly very show-heavy. But I'm going to say this. If you don't watch any of these shows, I would implore you to stick around because I believe the conversations we're going to have are um, universal to everything that we're talking about, to anyone. Anyone knows. Everyone is in on this. It is not specific to people who are watching the show. Yes, we're going to make references to things on the show. and Yeah, you know, flow through it. But we're going to ask questions. And I want the discussion to go around. I really like the discussion we had last week talking about life-changing events. It really seemed to spark a good conversation. So we're going to try and do more of that uh, week to week. That way you guys don't feel left out because we're talking about a specific show. Um, Before we get to Lovecraft Country and Power, really quickly, Trey, I know you're, you're... you're, you're done on this topic because we've talked about it in the past. But I do want to address it. John Wall caught on video <laughs> throwing up gang signs, throwing up the rag, shirtless, in a what looks like a very cramped New York City apartment. Um, and then shortly thereafter, delivering an apology. Uh, 
as I said, we've talked about this topic before with regards to other players. Trey actually really educated us, I feel like, about how there are players who get in the league and then they either pay for protection from gangs or pay to be a part of the gang, basically. Pay for the right to be like a membership fee. Like kind of like what Jerv does every year with his little dancity dance number. Twirling canes and stuff. Throwing up colors. <laughs> Jerv, doing that, bro? Actually, you know what? Before <laughs> I go into this, Jerv, I'm, I'm going to do this for you, bro. I'm going to do this for you because I know you've been through a lot with regards to this topic. And we've gone against it. We've gone, not gone against, but we've talked greasy about the cane people for a lot, a lot of times. But today, Jerv, I'm going to go against your sworn mortal enemies. That's right. I'm talking to the guys, the, the guys who, who spray paint their boots and ruin every party in college. That's right. I'm talking about the Qs. Now, if you are a Q, just know. I don't have any problems with you individually. I know many Qs. Many of them are my good friends. People like Jason Jones from The Athletic. Great dude. One of the best dudes in the industry you'll ever meet. Funny guy. Smart guy. I love Jason Jones. That's my guy. Having said that, Jason Jones is a cow. I mean, a, a, a Q dog. And so Jason Jones retweeted from earlier this week, last week, a picture of a very old picture of a older gentleman. And the tweet was from the official Omega Sci-Fi account. Bishop Edgar A. Love, the son of Reverend Julius C. Love and Mrs. Susie C. Love, was born in Harrisonburg, Virginia on this date 19, in 1891. Happy birthday to our dear and honorable founder, Bishop A. Edgar A. Love. And they got pictures of him, and I guess he served. And Wonderful man. Wonderful, wonderful man. I quote tweeted and responded to Jason Jones. I said, was this the first dude to rock gold spray painted combat boots, no shirt, and disrupt every college party with loud barks? Or did y'all come up with that later? <laughs> that's a, that's one of the most annoying things to me. The gold boots, it doesn't matter if it's snow, it doesn't matter if it's a sunny 90 degree day, the spray painted gold boots are coming out. The boots are not bothering me as much as the obnoxiousness. And so, Jerv, I'm going to ask you this. Now, I'm not asking about the Kappas. I'm asking in general. All the frats have their thing that they do, right? Y'all got your thing that y'all do. You have canes. They have gold painted, uh, gold spray painted boots. The Iotas have, I guess, one other Iota. That, 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 <laughs> hey, that's our thing. There's two of us. <laughs> Who started that part of it. Now, who started the frats? Well, who started the shenanigans that becomes signature moves of each frat? Well, I can't speak for everybody's. Or I should say, when did it start? Because it clearly didn't start in 1891 with Reverend Love. He didn't. He wasn't barking and singing Atomic Dog. So, who started all that other shit? For eat like or when? Excuse me. When? When did it start? It didn't start in the 1900s. When did it start? You mean like the the uh, like when they do all the hopping and and just 
All that, all that shit. So, for instance, for the Kappas, y'all twirl your canes and you do a little stroll and then you pretend to brush away your your good hair, right? Because most of them, because most of y'all are light skin with good hair, and then say something like, "Oh, I'm so pretty." When did that start? Because clearly, the like the brothers who started this fraternity, 1911, was it? Right. Yes, sir. They weren't doing that shit back then. Or were they? Were they doing that shit from the get-go? Nah, I think in, uh, just, just with, you know, to, with all due respect to, 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 to my, my illustrious founders, my magnificent founders, they were uh, more so concerned with staying alive <laughs> in 1911. Fair. Times are a lot different. <laughs> so uh, all that shit that, that, uh, is, is something that definitely uh, evolved over time. Um if if I had to put a guess on it, uh, universal guess for all frats and all sororities, I would say this is something that started uh, probably during the the, the heavy uh, or what's that like the when when did all that barn dancing and all that shit happen? Like you know down in the south when everybody was going to like the juke joint and all oh, that shit. Like like life, you mean? Yeah. Well, you don't like that movie. I, guess. I forgot you don't like that movie. Trey. No, I watched it. It was alright. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Uh but yes, like the life error. Um, you know, you 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 gotta start shenanigans. It's a party, bro. Somehow I doubt that like maybe they were. Time out. Maybe they were, because everybody had processed hair back then. So they couldn't even tell. I just I just feel like you know what's funny? I feel like was school days imitating life, or did school days imitate part of it and then that blew it up where people after the movie school days started to do that because that's what they thought you're supposed to do when you're in a frat i would say school days was uh no school school days school days definitely uh i would say it's before school days definitely before I, i would say that school days probably definitely amped shit up but um definitely before school days but um that's that that that's you're cheating on the line. I see that it's if for somehow we were supposed to be talking about Omega Sci-Fi, but uh, what we gonna talk about? We, okay, because you, you, it always seems to get back, you know, to my guys. It's a, it's a generic. It was a generic question. I I did not mean that to be a Kappa specific question. It's just I wanted to know, like, because I, I don't believe, like, let's say for instance, the Alphas started doing it in the '30s, and then the Kappas. It took them to like the late 60s to get it. Like, I kind of feel like one of them started doing it and everybody said, all right, we all got to do this. So that's why I'm trying to go from your perspective, your knowledge, your history, your frat. When did they start with the signature shenanigans? Because that's, I'm guessing that's around the same era that everybody started it. I would imagine. I, I, like I'm saying, it had, it had to be. Yeah, I, I would say it's definitely probably around that juke joint. It got to be that juke joint era, bro. Like, that's everybody grooving. Everybody's getting fly to get dressed up, get the go out parties is jumping. But it probably definitely took off in the, uh, in them wild, what was it, the 70s? 70s, okay, yeah. 70s, 70s is kind of wild. Because I also think about... So I, I, I think I think before that, into the 70s, it probably just, like, turned up and got, as, as, as the young kids would say, it, it became lit. I, I think about the, the cues, their... Um, their signature song that they adopted was uh, Atomic Dog by Parliament, P-Funk, right? 
So again, I'm thinking like, what happened before that song came out? Were they just kind of like stomping and doing the gold stuff, but the dog part didn't really factor in into like, I like this song. And then, and then they adopted that or did they do it different? Was there a different kind of song that was being sung that involved dogs back in the day? I would imagine they were probably trying to, um, they saw what, 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 uh, what, you know, what, what the, what the noose were doing, probably trying to mimic them, saw that that was not working for them. And then George, you know, P-Funk came out with that song and they just said, all right, well, that ain't working for us. Let's just, let's just flip ah, the script completely and go to complete opposite. I way. like this theory. The theory is that they, they try to do it like a traditional way. And then they realized they, they weren't good at it. So then they had to go completely different lane. Right. Yeah, yeah, like the kids that go to parties and they never notice. So then they, they say, I got I got to do something like wild and crazy. So they take their shirt off, run around the room, start just hopping up and down in the middle of parties. And everybody's like, oh, wow, look at them. It's smelly, too. That's the other thing I didn't like. Very smelly because <laughs> they sweat and they're not wearing a shirt. The shirt doesn't capture that body odor. It's just out there. So we, gotta, we, all, we all got to stand there. And it's the worst when you dance when you talk to a girl, you know, what's up? What's going on? Da-da-da. Yada, yada, yada. And then, wait, oh, hold on. Traffic is coming through as they. Oh yeah, but you got to move. They gallivant their way through, and they don't just go in a straight line. It's almost like uh, like them old school '80s video games, like where they go and then they come back, (laughs) and they like they take three steps back and then they like just get the fuck out of the way already. But anyways, I digress. John Wall. John Wall throwing up gang signs, throwing up the rag, and then the next day coming out with the apology, saying, I'm so sorry. Not apologizing for what he did, just apologizing in general. And my question is this. First of all, spawning one of the best tweets I've ever seen, or at least of 2020. One of the best tweets where the guy said, you know what? Never seen a crip apologize. That shit made me laugh. Like I know this, this is a sensitive personal topic for for Trey. And if you go back in the archives, what Trey? Do you remember what player we were talking about last time this this conversation happened? Um, you say the player or the, play? The player. The last time we had this conversation about. Oh, I think we were just it, talking about Clinton? just players in general. It was just uh, uh, the players in general. Yeah. So, um, my question is this. Should John Wall have apologized? No. I'm, I'm being dead serious right now. Should no. he have apologized? No. If that's Because you can't say, sorry for being a blood, I'll never do it again. Right. Right? Like, like, I don't... like it doesn't work that way. So, either you're associated or not. Like, you have to publicly announce that you're not associated with it. And he didn't go that route. He just said, sorry for being a blood. Like, I mean, if that's what he is, I, I, I can't confirm or deny. But, I mean, in this yeah. particular situation, in this video with ASAP Nast of, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, throwing up the, the gang signs. And then also, you know, he's pulls to double down on it. He pulls out a bandana. Yep. That is a red rag. And, Yeah. And, and, and to be clear, and Trey, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but way before this era of people using paid memberships or whatever to be a part of a lifestyle they didn't grow up with, 
there were players in the league who have been gang affiliated who were like legit, like from the neighborhood gang affiliated. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they weren't thugs or violent or anything like that. They just were because of by mm-hmm. virtue of where they grew up. So, you know, I, I often point to the history of, of gangs in, in, in LA that it didn't start as criminal enterprises. They started as kind of community organizations uh, looking to, first of all, you know, keep young people engaged and active and and kind of police our own. And so I would say, like, yo, if that's your lifestyle, as long as you yourself are not participating or condoning criminal activity, you got nothing to apologize for any more than Jerv has to apologize for twirling his cane and telling people he's so pretty when he walks to a party. A line <laughs> of other dudes. Or that Jason Jones has to apologize for not wearing a shirt. Right? Like, it's... It can be obnoxious, it can be irritating, can be at, at times lead to trouble, sure, but I don't think in and of itself um, it requires an apology because at the end of the day, all he did was sit up Throw up some some hand signs and, and and hold up a rag. Am I am I all based on this? Is, is this a controversial take that I don't think he should have apologized? No, no. I mean, you know, honestly, everybody just kind of like let down. You know, these are the things you just made thirty years old, and there's no age limit on maturity. But what choice? You're at a point where you've been injured. People have already written you off for a very serious injury. In basketball, shelf life, 30 years old is very old for a point guard. And you've been laying low for a minute. So for this to surface as something to be associated with, it's just not a responsible take. Next question. Should John Wall be upset at whoever posted the video or should he have not even like as soon as a camera came out he should have been like relax homie no i don't i think he I, don't, I think he lost that power initially when he walked through those doors you know and i think a lot of people are like oh you dumb or you know he thought he's gonna share it to his close friends it's like no realistically once you're in that mix you're not going to like be the fun police for what's going on. You're there. You're there. If you're in the mix, you're in the mix, you know, in a particular situation, most people are like, Oh man, you got to watch who around you. And it's like, no, ASAP Nass is a rapper. He doesn't care that John Wall plays for the Washington wizards. He has no, he doesn't care that John Wall's not. Yeah. He has no commissioner. He has no rules that he needs to follow. Nobody told him to be in that video. He could have walked out. He could have did what, but again, he was caught in the moment, as we would say, lost in the sauce. And he wasn't particularly going, you know, stop it at the moment. You know, whatever was going on, he was having a good time. And that was that was the situation. Now, I'm sure he probably was panicking like, oh, man, I didn't know it was going to hit the Internet the next day. But you have to be mindful of those decisions. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure that house was full of people that probably scare him. And I'm not saying that he's, you know, a scary individual. I just think that 
you you make those certain choices. That's like us going to Philly and Jerv's like, yo, my cousin is with the shits. I'm just telling you right now, I know you from over here, but you might have to cool it for this particular time. But I'm like, nah, I'm going to be turned up regardless of our come in this, you know, situation. So Jerv already gave me the fair warning. What can I do about it? I can't be mad at the particular situation. So I don't think he was particularly mad at Nas or whoever else was sharing it. I think it was just more so him either kicking himself and slipping up like that. Because those things, those things kind of get swept under the rug when you're younger. But like you're at a deciding factor of who they want to, you know, obviously we don't want to talk sports on here, but we're thinking about Bradley Bill or you. Now we're paying you a tons of money. Does this result in us killing your contract or selling you somewhere? You know what I mean? Trading you somewhere else for something like these situations come to factor. And I just don't think that he had the best interest and the people around him had his best interest. Okay, so now my next question is, as I strive to make these things more universal and questions that we can all ask ourselves, because, again, I'm not here to bash John Wall. Um, have you ever been caught in a video that was posted somewhere that, like, you weren't comfortable with this being shared? Yes. Yes. All I've right. been in certain situations where, you, you know... On multiple occasions, obviously as a teacher, you know, for right. a teacher for six years, it was kind of like we have an honor code, but I'm young. That sucks because you want to think of the scenario of like, I just want to have fun and not be held accountable for the environment I'm in. Right. I, I guess I want to like, let me clarify, because John Wall, again, didn't do anything wrong. Right. It's just no. not a good look. So yeah. what I'm asking for, and Jerv, I want you to answer this as well, a story where you were caught on video not necessarily doing anything wrong, but not necessarily also the best look. Like if it were up to you, if they had asked you, can I share this, you would have been like, ah, please don't. Um, I haven't been, well, I'm not, I'm not that cool. To be any of those type of videos, any, any, I've had any, any type of. I mean? I'm not like I'm not saying that, were you ever caught throwing up gang signs. I'm talking like just something where, <laughs> if it were up to you, if they had said, "Hey, Jerv, I got this great video of us doing this. Is it cool if I put it on my Instagram?" You would have been like, eh, maybe leave that one out, homie, or leave the ones that I'm in out of it. Um, any type of anytime people take videos or um or pictures of me smoking. Like I always make sure those don't those don't hit it because I'm even though I'm open about it, that's like the one thing I don't I don't know why I just don't post it. Um, so I've had to tell people a couple times, friends, family, whatever the case may be. But most people I'm around don't really bring out the camera to keep it real with you. Um, I did have a picture one time uh, when I said when I when I when I said I wasn't in town. And I wasn't coming to the next Ooh, day. And I just met up with some friends. That's a good yeah. One, yeah. I, I I met up with some friends and uh literally was just like kicking it with hot like my high school homies. And I just didn't feel like anyone knowing I was in town. And then it got out that I was in town, uh, because it got posted to Facebook probably like, like two days later. And it was just a shit show after that. So if I was aware that that picture, even though I probably knew that picture was gonna hit like what people don't take pictures just to right. Like take pictures, for like they're taking a post. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, this was like three years ago, so maybe this is like the start of everything going up. 
But um, yeah, I was a little salty about that because it wasn't like I was like doing anything like ridiculous. It was just, yo, for whatever reason, I just didn't want anyone to know I was in town this particular day. I was okay with everyone knowing that I was in town the next day. Right. So I think that's number one is like lying to your girl or lying to somebody and you about to go to sleep or something and you go to a spot and somebody got you all in a video and you know y'all like mutually or somebody mutually has it and says, oh, I seen y'all. Y'all was lit last night. And you like, you know what I mean? Like those, those scenarios, I think just kind of, kind of, kind of is interesting. But yeah, man. Um, yeah. I've asked somebody to delete something. I, I think I got, I got, I got wasted. Um, and it was like my fourth year of teaching. And, um, I got so drunk, dude, that I threw up, like, threw up, but it got all over my clothes. Oh, no. And I thought it would be the, I thought it would be a good idea for me to shower. So I showered, but I was so intoxicated that I passed out in the shower. And I could have drowned, realistically. You know, one of the, yeah, yeah. the like, ones that you close the door, you can sit in, like yeah. that, and it steamed up. So I, gained consciousness and crawled out of the bathroom, crawled out literally because I was just weak, crawled out and fell asleep right there. And we're in a big house. Like I'm talking about like a mansion. Everybody's looking for me. And this is an empty room. I just happened to use that bathroom. I'm butt ass naked and people are coming in there taking pictures of me. Like I couldn't do that's, anything about yeah. it. Like I'm over people's Snapchat. Like, yeah, that's like not cool. I'm, and it was, it was, I was more so upset with my, the people I know, cause right. I'm like, y'all know better. Like I would never do that to y'all. And to the people that I knew, obviously I was able to get that removed, but to strangers that I didn't know it was up on the internet. They right. just didn't know who I was. Cause it was just one of them big ass parties that was like, Oh, there's some naked dude in here. Right, right. You know, <laughs> but it was like, nigga, I was gone. I was gone, bro. And that's, like, that's I'm just thinking I'm having a good time. And niggas is like, like even the chicks was like, "Yo, you good?" I woke up. It was some random chicks in the in the kitchen smoking weed, and I came out. I'm like, with some sweats on. I was like, "Yo, what happened?" They was like, "Yo, we know you real well." So I'm first of all in my head, I'm thinking like, "Did I did I hit the three? Like, nah. She like, "Yo, you." <laughs> she like, "Look, you want to see the videos?" And she showed me, and I was like, "I can't even be mad at her. Like, I can't spaz on her and tell her deleted. They've been up already, you know." Um, but it wasn't during Inst- Instagram stories wasn't a- right. around. It was Snapchat. So and I would say, I would still say, Troy, that's that's a fair thing. Because it's like it's one thing. Look, if it's one thing to catch my homies in a real funny situation, take the picture so that like later on in the group chat, like, look at this nigga right here or whatever. But I think it's another mm-hmm. thing when they put it out there, no, ma- no matter what it is, if it's Snapchat or something like that, where it's like, oh, it's not for everybody. But like there's going to be somebody who follows you, who sees it, who does not feel any sort of loyalty towards me. Like you said, mm-hmm. it doesn't have nothing to do with people knowing who I am. It's everything to do with like, yo, man, that's like a private moment. It's a joke. It's funny. It's embarrassing, all that stuff. But that's still private among us. And you took it, mm-hmm. you shared it with people who ain't, ain't us, right? Yeah. Um, yo, when I hear stuff like that, it just, and when Trey, when like people tell me stuff like that, I just get so happy that I went to uh, college during the time where flip phone flip phones were out and there wasn't any video cameras. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's the, a lot of shit, bro. That's the thing, though, because like I tried to at the particular time I was very upset. Like you know, it was kind of to the point of like y'all going, we all go out 
and I, I get jumped and y'all leave me. And I see y'all, I'm like, yo, it's head up with y'all. So in that scenario, I was just kind of like, y'all supposed to be my homies. And y'all let that, y'all thought, y'all find, y'all found humor in that. And instead of just like, nah, he good. Right. I, I, let me figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I really wasn't feeling that. So um, it, it put me in a perspective of who, who I was around. And I never, I never, I think I quit drinking after that. Like I retired for a while. I didn't drink probably for like a year or two. Just because I was, I didn't trust my, I didn't trust not only myself, but like the people around me for my best interest. Yo, let me ask y'all this, because that made me think of something. Was I foul for this in college? Um, my roommate and I, we were doing like this whole back and forth thing where we would just uh, take like pictures of us, like, you know, like when you were in college, you pass out somewhere and like, you know, whatever, like you in a funny pose, whatever, take pictures. So one time I, I came through the door, um, and then I knocked on my roommate's bedroom door or whatever, and I didn't hear anything. So I was like, all right, boy would always leave like his computer and stuff on. So I would just go and shut his joint off. It was natural or whatever, right? So I opened the door and my man is ass naked, right? And like in like the fetal position. Now I ain't seen anything or anything like that. So I wasn't, it wasn't that. So Never mind, I was foul. Never mind. No, 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 finish the story. Finish the story. He didn't want to expose, didn't want to expose I'm himself. Foul. Like I'm foul. Yeah, I did some stupid shit. Like I don't even know why I did that. That's kind of it's kind of out of my character. Like I took a picture. The, 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 like the fuck with him. That was that was yeah, wild. I, I, think, I mean, I think it's, I think in a scenario like your humor your humor changes though, Jerv. So you yeah. can't be you can't be super upset with your younger self for the decisions that you make. Like that's why I can't say fuck those guys that didn't protect me in that particular situation because they found that funny at that particular time older me wouldn't have never forgave that now but like younger me well, i was able to like it all depends it all it all depends because i think it's clear that jerv has contrition about what happened mm-hmm. he now knows that shit wasn't cool i think we all that's what we all aspire to be is like we're gonna make mistakes um but as long as the mistakes don't have long lasting damage and we are truly sorry, like, man, I wish it never went down like that. Then I think that's, that there's nothing wrong with that. Like, obviously you didn't assault anyone or whatever. You just took a picture or whatever. Like, again, it's not cool. Definitely not cool. Not in the cool moment. But like <laughs> if years later, you're like, yeah, that wasn't a cool thing for me to do. And not because I got in trouble or whatever for it. Just knowing that, you know, that wasn't. Yeah, like I didn't share with anybody or anything like that. Like I didn't do any shit like that. Like I literally just showed him to laugh at it. But even the whole thing was kind of wild. Tell the story, bro. (laughs) No, that was it. Like he just was drunk. (laughs) Fuck the shit. Tell the story. Oh, Jerry's going. Jerry's going fit, pleading the fifth on this one. Yeah, like, I can't, bro. Like he was, like literally, he was just drunk shit, and I just, yeah, I just, I, that was wild. I, like, I, my bad. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say, from my perspective, I'm gonna give a different example of this. I was, it's someone that we know, and it wasn't mean spirited or whatever. It's just my personal kind of uh, beliefs or whatever is. I was with people and with my kids and someone took a picture of us and I thought it was cool. Like, it's like, hey, this is my friend and we're all here and it's a family thing. And then that person posted it. And I had to like, with the quickness, like, yo, you need to take that down right now. 
Like mm-hmm. as soon as I saw a post, as soon as that that at hit, I said, you got to take it down right now. Because it's one thing that like I draw a line on on uh, just kind of exposing my children uh, to anything as far as being online. I don't want people to know. I like I, I really don't want people to know anything about my kids. Sometimes I'll tell you how old they are for the purpose of the story. Sometimes I'll, I'll reveal I do have twins. But I like details about my personal life to be purposefully secretive. Um, now, as far hey, as you me, control the narrative, yeah, yeah, like I just because I know I know how the internet is. I'm fully aware how the internet is, and people don't have lines or whatever, right? No they'll, filter, no, no filter. filter. They'll go for anything. So I'm just like, I look. I'll take whatever joke because I know I can I condition back, but I'm not going to subject my children to that. Um, I had somewhere else I was going to go with this. Was it? Did I do something? I don't think I've ever done something like that. I've never. One time, like I think one time I posted a picture that we were out, me and my friends, and there were some girls there. And then my boy said, take it down because my girl will see that picture and get the wrong idea. Because, you know, you know, you, you've taken a group picture where it's like eight people in the picture and there's girls here and there's guys there, whatever. It's easy to see, like for someone to leap to the conclusion, oh, look at your man running around out here, da, 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 when it's not really like that. So again, like I took it down, but uh, you know, I, I hope John Wall. This doesn't. This is just a, a bump in the road for him. I don't want him to have repercussions beyond just the embarrassment of the moment. But also, don't don't yeah. apologize for that shit, bro. Yo, Trey. Yo, what's going on? You know what's crazy, man? When you got like an issue. And you want to talk to somebody about it, but you really don't know who you want to talk to. It might be something like, I need money, right? You don't know who to talk to. You don't want to be that guy. It might be something like, yo, me and my girl are having issues. But you don't want to be that guy, like, telling my whole life story to people. Or it might be something really sensitive, like erectile dysfunction. I mean, usually what happens is, you brush it off or you blame yourself you're saying things like I lost me mojo or you avoid it altogether you give excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry honey I'm just not feeling it there's a long list of excuses that might happen right and sometimes it is just stress and sometimes it is you're just busy sometimes it is you haven't drank enough water sometimes it's a little bit more important than that a little bit more medically urgent that that happens you need someone to talk to about it it's not me and it's not trey it's a medical healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication and you can find them with roman roman makes this easy to talk about it and they do it in a way that's simple safe and totally discreet roman you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your home a healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. I stutter not. Free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. All you got to do is go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Rectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional to take care of you. This is what you do. It's real simple. You open up your web browser on your computer or on your phone. 
You go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. Do it today. If you're approved, you get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's right. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash B-O-M. Moving on, let's talk about power. Episode two of Power Book Two, Ghost. I don't even know what that. It's just power. It's power season eight. Why are we? Why do we treat this like it's a different show? Y'all gave us two new characters. That's about it. <laughs> Everybody else is the same people doing the same old shit. Um, couple of things. So let me as I open my notes here. I, I did want to talk about the scene in the classroom with the professor who looks a lot like Mark Lamont Hill. Am I, am I alone <laughs> on this one? Does he look like Mark Lamont Hill? Uh, I didn't see that, but now that you say it, but I'm also one of those individuals that, that anytime I say someone looks like someone, um, no one else agrees with me. So I might not be the right person to co-sign this for you. Trey, do you think the, the, the black professor looks like Mark Lamont Hill? I don't even know what Mark Lamont Hill looks like. That's, 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 uh, Jerv's homie. I know he's Jerv's homie, but I don't, I couldn't, oh. I, if my, in my head, I would have to pull up a picture and okay. I don't trust this nigga though. I will say that. Yeah, no, he's definitely untrustworthy, but I'm going to say this right now. I didn't like that scene. I didn't like the scene where the, the, the student is cussing out other people in the class unprovoked, mm-hmm. right? Because a couple things, one, it insinuates like this is how we this is how, how we roll. This is how we roll. That we are yeah. Incapable. That representation was trash. Yeah. That we are incapable. A we're incapable of like being regular, right? Because other than than Tariq who showed up late. Shout out to showing up late to class on your first day <laughs> after, after you begged to be a part of this class and never reading a book. And, and, oh, and, two and times. Never, second well, time you ever. Well, read no, a I'll, book. I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a second, right? But. Basically, they depicted two different types of black students. One is super hood chick, Greg, Greg Keisha or whatever her name is, or half of her dad's name, half of her mom's name, cussing out students, wilding the fuck out. Or B, the Uncle Tom looking gentleman in the back, who is dressed like Carlton from Fresh Prince and making snide remarks. That's not, that's not the two types of, first of all, I went to college. Dare I say it? I didn't see too many of either of those. That doesn't mean like people are perfect or whatever, but I'm just saying like that's not that's not an accurate depiction, especially for a storyline where they're trying to let us know there's only a handful of black students on campus. I just I didn't like that shit. She didn't need to, and it was unprovoked. It wasn't like old girl went off on her, and so now she went off back. It was just literally. In the in the the space of debate of this class, I wasn't with that shit. But going on to Tariq, yo, I don't know a single class where like if I enroll today, tomorrow I'm expected to finish the fucking book. Finish the book. Like I don't want to catch up though, bro. That's probably catch catch up. Like gotta catch up. But like like you said, Trey, I don't trust this teacher because he could easily he knows the dude's situation. Got late, got in late, has to catch up, is dealing with the death of his father while his mom is on trial for murdering his father. You ain't had to stress that moment right there for that dude on the first day. You ain't had to do that. 
Yeah, I, I mean, my my whole approach was like obviously in power fashion they always go off topic or try to introduce this new storyline and mark lamont hillface um you know he is doing way too much he tries to show that you know he cares or he doesn't you know like that, that the the counselor doesn't understand and all this other stuff and then obviously they have past history and then he gets the cheeks in his office but we didn't get and a pivot. She's got a sex addiction. Yeah, That's a sexual hell of- addiction out of all that. So we find out that she has a sexual addiction, which throws us way, way off of wherever we thought we was Why? going. Because this shit went from like, hey, uh, you know, the dude says some some cool shit like, when when does black people ever get compassion or something? They don't have time for it, like for him to vent. And then this nigga gets the cheeks, and then we go into the pivot of her talking to our sponsor that was so weird to me um two quotes though that i wanted to highlight what plans are better than pussy that's a good quote and when i was a student a all quote. we had was folgers and cocaine that's a good quote too those those simon, are good simon out here si- wilding simon is a wild boy let me ask you let me ask you guys okay so so before we move on from this classroom scene have you ever cussed in class Yes. What what happened? I did I did my senior year. I was super what, weird about that shit. But what, ha- what happened? What happened? Like I want story. I mean, later. Mine wasn't that like it was just like all oh, shit. Like I dropped something, it's like oh no, shit. No, no, no. I mean cuss in class, like cuss somebody out in class. Nah, my, I, no, why would I why would well, I do you, that? Also, like, also you went to you went to Hampton, so there's con- consequences and repercussions if you do that. Hey brother, when you go to the Hampton University, I mean, you got you got to play by the Hampton University's rules. What happens if I went to a Hampton University? Then you must have went to Howard. Oh shit! <laughs> Trey <laughs> cussed out somebody in class. Never. I did it. I no, one time that I cursed somebody out, and I got pretty much embarrassed by an elderly person. An elderly woman that was on campus. I was in like senior. I was in like the quad area at uh, one of my community colleges that I was playing at, and um, I'm just cursing up a storm. And I don't, I don't really, I'm not really like a profane person, like to be just like talking like that. So the particular moment I was being funny, but like saying it out loud, and it was like in an area surrounding. And she was like, "Excuse me," and I was like. Now, normally, I know some niggas that would be like, man, shut up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you ain't my mom, you know? But I just was so taken aback. Like, there's a black lady who just kind of called me out, and I just like, I'm sorry, man. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, that shit corny to me. Like, I, I ain't never really got a drift like that. But all my New York homies, that's the difference, I think, from L.A. and, and New York. That West Coast dudes will be like, well, fuck you then, B-word. New York homies, oh my God, got the worst mouths because, bro, like, they just go off. Like, the first time I met somebody from New York, bro, and we were, he was joining my team, I think it was on a recruiting trip. He seen a girl walking and said, yo, mom, what's good with the neck? I'm like, wait, what? You bold, bro. <laughs> like, I don't even want to be like, I had to like kind of so like distance a little bit because I'm like, nigga, we hoop on a team, bro. Like, and this is way before like them crazy times. You feel me? So he was getting that off. And um, yeah, just, you know, or saying SMD, like I still think that's wild to this day. Like somebody hitting you with that, like yo, yo you know, because I mean? it, it, it follow up with something else. It's yo SMD, you 
bleep 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 bleep. Oh, and man. and and, it, and and yeah, and I I would my mouth dropped, bro. I I'm like, you really talk like that? Cause I feel like in LA you get shot for that on site. Like yeah. you it you don't get that pass. You don't get that like I right, word. Cause y'all be like, oh word, word, and, and give a, a rude compliment back. Like that shit is like the ultimate disrespect. Yeah, I, I definitely told told a girl to suck my dick, bitch, because she said something <laughs> that I didn't I, I didn't appreciate, and I, I just went to that. And I give her props, man, because <laughs> she hit me back. Was like, why are you always telling people to suck your dick? You want me to suck your dick? And I and it was one of those things where I was just like, I didn't know how to react. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> It was yeah. I, like this is like this is what happens. You're 19 years old. Like some of these things, you learn the hard way because you've never, if you've never encountered someone who reacts to that. Uh, oh, shout out to Nick the Ball. <laughs> uh, That's uh, a random shout out. Hey, shout out to Nick the Ball. What's going on? Oh <laughs> uh, man, but uh, yeah, man, <laughs> it's, it's it, it is it's funny. It is like like we said, the follies of youth, man. Like. Sometimes you don't know how to act. But again, it wasn't unprovoked. That was the thing that kind of got me is that they were talking about shit in class and then she just fucking went off. Um, Yo, I have a uh, I have a theory on the teacher since you guys brought up her sex addiction. Yeah. Who's she going to fuck? Am yeah. I the only one that got the vibe? Am I the only one that got the vibe that she's going to fuck either Tyreek or, or the basketball player? The basketball player is really going to try. Oh, Zeke but I was feel throwing like I, Zeke's Zeke trying to fuck. Zeke was throwing it. But she was loving Tyreek a little too much for me. I feel like Tyreek might be able to fall into it. He's getting everything else. Zeke heard about her. Ooh. Ooh. Damn. Hold up. My, my man's just going to drop us with the bomb to take the bite of the motherfucking chicken. Like, this sip on that shit. <laughs> listen, hey, by the way, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you have to listen to last week's episode of Bomb where Trey reveals he had a life-changing event, he was in a car accident, and now he is vegetarian, vegan, no more. Trey is like, give me some chicken, some lobster rolls. Damn, I, I didn't even comprehend that shit. So the crazy thing about it, first of all, this is bean. It's not a chicken. This is bean. This is a, a black bean patty. And then and secondly, sure. oh, was he Papa. was too pressed. Zeke? He was too pressed to be on it. You know how niggas be like, yo, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like Zeke, Zeke was one of the type of niggas that like he just got the Don dropped on him. Like, hey, shorty with the shits. Yes. Try her. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that's why he's like, oh, I'm gonna see you later, right? Like, like he done got the window she did on it. Say like, it too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I mean, like Amin said, she's on Tyreek, bro. So yeah. He, he might can get the skins if he wanted. Zeke Zeke is we know what position he plays now. He's definitely a shooting guard. <laughs> Have you ever hollered at a teacher? Once. Tenth grade, Miss Richardson, U.S. history at Dominguez. Shouts to her. She was 27. Oh. Had a big forehead. Fire. <laughs> I just didn't I don't even know where she at now because I don't remember her first name, but Damn. it wouldn't even matter no more because she probably watched, but at that particular time, she was fired. Jerv, have you ever hollered at a teacher? <laughs> By the way, all these questions we ask, I want you, when we post this pod, I want you to respond with answers like, yes, I hollered at Miss So-and-so in the, this grade or in this class in college. Um, nah, I, I mean, in my mind, I think I hollered at a couple of them. 
but I don't think the words ever left my mouth. So I'm gonna have to go with a nah. I, I've never actually hollered at a teacher. Okay. I didn't have I didn't have the stones for that. All right. So let's see what else we got here from the episode. Uh, the kid Trace is that his name? His homie from Chote. The white dude. The white dude. Yeah. I think so. He might be Tariq. He's, um, you said what? He's, um, what were you going to say? He might be Tariq's what? He might be Tariq's only, no, only friend is what I was going to say. To an extent, but everybody's trying to get something out of somebody. You know what I'm saying? So in this scenario, he's trying to get down with the drug game, you know, and that works in his favor. But he's tr- he actually knows a little bit more about Tariq than everybody on the campus. You feel me? So yeah. everybody trying to use somebody, whether it's Zeke using Tariq, you know, Trace, you know, Tyreek trying to finesse and get into Zeke's family, you know, or trying to finesse uh, Method Man's character to get into, uh, you know, taking his mom's case. Everybody's trying to finesse somebody. You feel me? So you got to look at it in that scenario of like, oh, boy, even though he hyped to kick it or he wants Tariq around, Tariq's starting to find his value in that dude. He's seen the power where the police came and they was like, oh, I don't want no parts. Of, of that after his brother stole on him so now he's seeing like oh well i got that i got that breathing room so if they even try to expel me now i'm tight with him he can speak up for me or i can start doing the money that i need to pay for my mom i can hustle with old boy and get this money so i think it's a bunch of plays that can be played out but tyreek start he's starting to play chess and see uh, what works in his favor so yo, what's Tyreek? What's Tyreek selling? Is he selling heroin? No, he's he selling, selling uh, Lady Heron oh, pills. pills? pills yeah. Okay, um, that's the thing on college campuses now. Pills. I mean, that's a that's the thing everywhere, bro. Adderall. Pills and then and then uh, and then uh, codeine, right? That's that's the big, you know. It's not like it's not like when we were growing up, people were selling drug drugs. Now it's like prescription drugs are are the thing. Gotcha. Super old. Yeah, I'm out there. Yeah, I'm out, I'm out that game. I don't know anything about that shit. All right. So uh, Uncle Frank shows up when when they go to dinner. When Tariq goes to dinner with Zeke's family, with uh, Mary J. Blige's character Monet and and her kids. Uncle Frank shows up out of the blue. How'd you get out early? Oh, you know, I got out early. Da da da. And of course, Uncle Frank snitched, and so. Uh, Kane goes and, and he shoots Uncle Frank, and then they cut him up and put him in barrels. Uh, I want to get to that in a second. Hey, why do these kids don't look Spanish? Yeah, no, this definitely some questions I asked. But one of the things I wondered was um, when old girl Diane uh, or Diana, I can't remember her name, is talking to her mom. And her mom says, what do you think we should do? And she says, well, you know, family over everything, right? And she says, that's what you taught us. Have you ever, to a parent or a parental figure, said, that's what you taught us? I've never said those words in my life. You got to be bold to do something. You got to be bold to do that. I'm not. Right? Like, I feel like that's, yeah. that's kind of saying, like, you contradicting yourself or whatever. I I, I would never say that I don't that think I've ever parents. had some type of teachable moments with my mom, but... But any like anyone you looked up to, you ever said that's what you taught us? Yeah, I have for sure. That's what you taught us? Yeah, I even did that shit even with coaches. Like, cause I'm just a dickhead. 
I'm like, um, I like to, like how you said, how we would like teach our kids the hard, hard way. I'm king of that. I like to shame you a little bit before I actually fully forgive you. So yeah, no, nah, I would definitely got, you know, if I had that opportunity, I would have did it. Now let's talk about it. Do we really believe Lorenzo Mata is the father of Kane and Diana and, and the other guy whose name escapes me? No, but it seemed like Mary got a type. Monet. Yeah. She do she, got a type. She like her she like her Spanish dudes and she's sleeping with a Spanish cop. But, but I don't know. I, I, I like how how Kane is just kinda like this just crazy ass dude. And he's like the go getter of the family. Like just a shooter and shit. But it bugs me out how Tyreek just kinda put him in like the Yo, you ain't that smart type scenario, you know? That, and played like, him like think, that. I don't think that situation would have played out like that. Nah, in real life, hell no. Yeah. He would have got a fucking bullet for talking too yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, do we think that... Well, I guess we know it, but Tariq is purposely playing Zeke, right? You, you said that earlier. But Zeke's, Zeke's purposely playing him, though, too, right? I mean, in, in a very small-time way, like he's just trying to pass classes. Like Tariq is pretending to be cool with him and wanting to be involved and all that stuff and doing the whole, ooh, this food is so much better than we got in college or whatever. He really trying to get in good with the mama because he trying to jumpstart the business again, right? Sax, Sax's big gamble pays off, right? He he, uh, he served up at the end of the last episode, served up Tasha's papers, kingpin, queenpin, whatever, Um Method Man comes back and says, look, uh, the DA for New York did not know, and, and they got played, basically. And it looked like Sax was going to get in trouble. And then he got Sergeant Rodriguez to come in and give yes or no testimony, which I thought was kind of shady. Like, it's clearly shady in the moment. How is the judge going to go along with this? Clearly, when when she's trying to answer more than just yes and no, like every answer she had was more than yes and no. I feel like the judge would have been like, no, elaborate. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird scenario. Even the transitions of that, I was like, I felt like I was watching it like on the next episode because they were going so fast. Yeah. And I was like, wait, am I tripping? Like, did I click the wrong thing? Am I watching like some accelerated episode? It was like they were trying to make that all fit. And... So far, Sax is in the winning, but I feel like he always finds a way to muck it up. So it'll backfire, and he'll look dumb, and he'll be the villain that's doing this, you know, at at some point in the episode. But y'all think he goes know. to jail? Who Sax? Yeah, he either goes to, if 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 he, he if dies, he gets caught up, he's got to go to jail or die. Yeah. It's power. He ain't gonna die. <laughs> He will not die. He'll, no, he'll, um, he'll, go, he'll go out to Cali to find Tommy. All right. So real quick, let's get some predictions. Uh, first of all, are we going to find Tommy? Do you think Tommy's ever going to get implicated? I know he's got his own series coming up or his own season, I should say, coming up. Is Tommy going to make an appearance in this season of power? I think so. Probably towards the end, if need be. He's going to be the dude like the last episode where the crowd starts cheering at the screen and you know it's going to be a sequel. And you're like, whoo! 
You know how that shit be when a character on a Marvel movie, the nigga just be like, Avengers, I was just thinking about Avengers. And he just shows up and he just does and looks at the screen and everybody starts screaming like, yeah, because it tips off the next movie. Like, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> um, I actually don't think he will. I think it makes too much sense for how they set it up for him to come back. So I think power will be power and somehow, some way Tasha will get out of this and, and she'll blame it on someone else. And it'll just be like, they mentioned Tommy, but he never ever comes back. So yeah. Will, will Tasha's uh, morning after pill play make life easier for her in prison? Or is this for something that's going to happen outside of prison? It's for, it's for, it's for inside of prison, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah no, this she's got a bigger play because somehow, some way, she knows that person that needs the morning after pill knows somebody on the outside. She's probably tied to Mary J. Blige's character somehow, some way. So yeah, it's it's for a bigger play. Okay, I think they're right, gonna have mo- some type of history. All right, let's move on uh, and finish up here with Lovecraft Country. Uh, Trey, me and you were talking about it a little bit before the show. I'm gonna say it right now. I'll watch because it gives us content to talk about. This is not a good show. This is not a good show. And I'm going to say it like this. I was shocked when it was brought to my attention how many people on Twitter were saying that was the most powerful hour of television ever. And I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to go on the third rail. I feel like this show shoehorns a lot of big issues, right? We want to talk about LGBTQ rights. Let's have a gay angle. Not let's tell the story and this character happens to be gay. I'll tell you what I mean by that. The Wire. Michael K. Williams' character, the guy who plays Montrose or whatever, uh, Tick's dad, plays Omar in The Wire. Omar is gay. We have scenes throughout the series illustrating like this is his this is his life right but it is not central to who he is as a character he's omar the hitman who also happens to be gay not omar the gay hitman uh even a show like p valley that we just uh wrapped up last week p valley um uh uncle clifford is They never really defined it. I think it's transgender. The transgender is the term I want to go with, but whatever he is, he's LGBTQ. But it's not central unless it has meaning to the story, right? So his love affair with Lil Murder is very graphic, but at the same time, it makes sense to the story. They didn't derail the story to have some gay scenes and then come back to the story. I felt that Montrose's character story in this episode was just, all right, let's show that he's gay. I guess it remains to be seen if it factors in later in the show. But I, like, I just didn't think they'd take any time other than to just illustrate He's a gay character, other than to get on a soapbox and say, he's gay, and this happened in the 40s, too. And that was pretty much it, or the 50s, whenever this this, movie, this uh, show takes place. And to be fair, 
I would say the same thing about Ruby's storyline. They had an opportunity to really deep dive into like this racial identity politics stuff. Instead, they wrapped it up in one episode. She wakes up, she's white. She realizes, wow, when you're white, you have this white privilege. She enjoys white privilege. Then she sees, oh my God, this is awful. And then at the end, she basically says, I don't want to be white no more. And that's it. We're never going to see her be white again. I'm pretty sure. And I just, this show, it means well, but they just do a really clunky job of introducing all these things and then wrapping them up real quick. I don't know if you guys felt any different about any of that. So um, we will see uh, Hillary come back. That's the white side of Ruby. Ruby. Um, but uh, I know you kind of bounced around a little bit talking about Montrose uh, secret life with Sammy. And Sammy's the guy that he met at the hotel. Um, or at, at the, the hotel. That's Cabrini Green. That's one of the most infamous housing projects in all the world. They don't think it exists anymore. They tore it down. But if you watch Good Times, Good Times, while they never say it, they're supposed to live in Cabrini Green. Okay. So uh, we start this episode off of with Metamorphosis. Um, you know, pretty much the process of just shedding away and almost similar to a butterfly. Rudy wakes up as a white woman. Um, bugs out because she's just like doesn't know what's going on stumbles upon all these black people and everyone sees her as a white woman but she actually saves a black boy's life which they could have took his life Um, she discovers that she is also Hillary this fictional character that she has created in her mind um, and goes back to working wants to get the opportunity to work her dream job but also now, as a white woman with a position of power, she is the assistant manager and is giving uh, the black girl, I forgot her name, um, the character, uh, a hard time. You know, once she found out that she was underqualified and, you know, didn't have all the specifics that she had. That she had. Yeah. To get the, so she let her feelings get more involved in anything. Um, there's a scene where she's taking a bath. After, you know, settling in and discovering why everything is happening to her, um, uh, William asks, why haven't you used, the, you know, the money? And she says, well, the best currency is, you know, just obviously finding out, you know, that you can do anything. Beyond white skin. White skin, right? So, uh, obviously, Christina has a conversation with, with Rudy about, you know, like, you don't understand. You think this battle is about black or white color woman versus woman, but it's the overall message is about women still not having the full right, whether it's the heir to something, to having a job, to voting. They think that, you know, they're still on the same page and they're losing the fight below. Uh, well, probably Christina's fight. Christina thinks that's worse than um, being black. You know what I mean? And you get a double whammy being black and a woman, you know? So um, that situation um, lack of same lack, lack of respect. Uh, we meet Montrose's character, who you know shows up at Sammy's place. Uh, no conversation, just sex, right? Which is pretty intense. Um, he then does not uh, kiss him. He goes down and gives him fellatio, which doesn't show on the on the on the episode. But then we also find out that whatever's going on and. Like I said, it was just like I mean said, it wasn't any lead up to it. Obviously, we know Montrose has slit 
uh, uh, the other character's neck and then, you know, was called out by, um, I can't even think of my man name right now. Um, Tick. The son, right? Tick. Yeah. Tick, right? And then uh, Atticus, yeah. So he runs off. He's probably having some type of guilt for killing. But then his release is going to be with uh, with Sammy. And Sammy's also a drag. drag. He dresses in drag and performs. So it's like in performance or something. Like they show oh, there's a scene where Montreux seems like he is at ease and full of life or in a different world now that he's in a place that he's comfortable and maybe he's hiding his second life. Um, I like to elaborate a little bit more and think that maybe um, Tick's mom killed herself after finding out about Montreux's secret life, maybe, or something like that that sent her down to, you know, her not being in the picture anymore. Um, I think a funny comment was uh, Rudy telling, well, Hillary telling the black um, you know, oh, employee, that her hands were a bit ashy, <laughs> and then um, I love that line. Oh, it was oh, I was great. And then we also find out that Christina is actually William. William is actually Christina. Well, yeah, yeah William is actually Christina. That's a twist. Like, I, I'm not mad at that twist. I'm not mad at that. Mm-hmm. I'm mad that they spent an entire episode again. If if. If they spent this entire episode on her living life as a white woman and then realizing, no, it's not right or whatever, just to let us know that Christina is, William is Christina. I'm like, yo, that's such a long way to go, man. It's a long way to go. So wait, you're saying that was the whole plot? I mean, I, I saw it and it happened. And I was as soon as he started, you know, whatever. Switching. All the convulsion. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, all right, here, here we go. But so you mean to tell me I watched that entire episode for that? That was the thing that was supposed to be like, oh my god! I think that's a reveal. That's what they were going for. I I keep wanting this show to be kind of like challenge me in some way, and all it's doing is like it feels like it feels like frustrating. It feels like two things. One, it feels like all them old WBUPN shows, right? All them shows that you see when you fall asleep with TNT on because you was watching the game. You you wake up, TNT's still on, and you see. Fucking Alyssa Milano. Like, it feels like it feels like all them shows. One. Two, it also, the laziness reminds me of power. Where I'm going to shoehorn, I'm going to force a square object into this round hole. Because I just want the story to talk about. I want to talk about this. But I don't want to think about it in a creative way to write it out so that it's natural. I did laugh at one other line in this show. When, uh when the boss was trying to assault the black woman outside the bar on the south side, and he said, <laughs> I know it's wrong, but y'all, y'all know, we're laughing at the line. I'm not laughing at the situation. He said, just let me smell it. I fucking lost it, man. <laughs> just let me smell it. Yo, you know how fucking desperate you gotta be? It's real, real horny hours, man. Yo, man, you're trying to compromise all the way down and let me just smell it? <laughs> Let me smell it. That's next level right there. In the great word, in the great words of uh, what that thing smell like on BET Uncut, alleged. 
Um, we uh, end the episode. We end the episode with, uh, you know, uh, Rudy stuffing a stiletto in the manager's ass. Whack. Whack. I, not I, I had a turn of that. Not because she did it. I'm mad that she like exacted her revenge on him. I'm mad that they picked like Cardi B's entire catalog to be the soundtrack <laughs> for this. Like, just stop trying to be cool. 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 Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like they sat in a room saying, you know what would be cool? Let's have Cardi play. And then when she said, bloody shoes, that's when she's going to stab him in the ass with the shoe. Could you? No matter how, like, that's one of the, no matter how mad I am, I don't know if I could stab someone with a shoe in their ass. Like, I'll fuck somebody up. To have a blood splash back on you, so you got ass blood on you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yo, having ass blood squirt on you is nuts. And that pit, hey, that that metamorphosis shit always bugs me out because the skin be laid comfortably to the side like a banana peel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is hilarious. And where, exactly. where does it go? Where does it go? Especially the one where she shed outside. Oh, well, she took it with her. You see that she was sitting next to her when she got back to the crib. She be packing that shit along like it's like it's reusable. Like she go <laughs> soak it up, go hang it up, and then go put it back on. Yeah, it's it's that, nuts, though. I might have a new show for you, though. We might have to watch Woke. Oh, that's the one with Lamorne, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I saw it on the Hulu pop up. Um, But, man, <laughs> yo, that, that shit look good. It definitely look good. It, like, I, I'm with it. because So if you don't know this, uh, what the show is, it's on Hulu. We won't binge it. We'll do one at a time so that we all have a chance to watch it together. But it's basically, he's a cartoonist. He's a black cartoonist. And um, I believe, like, he's kind of like a regular, like, hey, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be political. I just want to make cartoons. And then he gets assaulted by cops. Is that what happens, Trey? Uh, I haven't even I haven't even peeped yet. I think he, I just... he, 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 there's an incident that happens. And when he wakes up, like he sees his cartoons come to life and they're all talking to him about how shit is fucked up. And he becomes woke in the kind of the, the term that we all know, but he's also literally woke because now he sees things that he never saw before, literally. So I, I like that. I, I'm glad that we're going to watch that because if we got to do Lovecraft and Power every week, I won't lie to y'all, man. My soul might wither. All right, so that, that's everyone's homework for next time. We're going to watch Woke. It's on Hulu. It stars Lamorne. If you don't know who that is, that's the black guy from New Girl. Very funny guy. Very talented guy. I'm glad he got his own show. I can't wait to uh, talk about it. Uh, we got anything else before we wrap this up? All right. Uh, as always, check out our, our, uh, other, our sibling podcast on this network. You got um, Crazy Sexy Cool with B. Wednesday sermon with Naeem. I'm sure they're going to go into that Patty LaBelle versus uh, Gladys Knight battle. I know I'd I sent Naeem a message. I said, I know this is like your dream matchup. You know, she's she's so knowledgeable about the music industry and music history. If you're not already following Naima, do that. If you're not listening to Wednesday sermon, what are you doing? You got to listen to that. You'll get smarter about the music business, the music industry and the history of music especially on a week like this where we had Patti LaBelle versus Gladys Knight. Uh, also, Woke Bros on Thursdays, Growing Up the Same on Fridays. Last week, we had Baron Davis. 
Trey, who do we have uh, this week? Or was that a secret? Brian Koppelman. Brian Koppelman. Whoa, you got look at the guest list. You're reaching deep over there. Shout out to Trey and Jerv, who's the producer of Growing Up the Same. And as always, check out Jason Madison. Oh, and Jason Madison. My fault, Jason. Uh, And as always, check out all the other podcasts on the Count of Things Network, Cinephobe, Pack Your Knives, Friday Mailbag, etc., etc. For Big Jerv, for Black Trey, for producer Rob Lopez, this is Amino Hassan. Stay black. (laughs) 